Welcome to the Raising Kellen podcast. My name is Marsh Naidu and I blog at RaisingKellen.org where we curate resources for parents raising children with disabilities. As always, remember the content on this podcast is for your information only and if you seek advice for your specific situation to always contact a trained professional. In today's episode 99, we are joined by Laurie Green, Executive Director of the Down Syndrome Association of Memphis and the Mid-South. So grab that cup of coffee, put your feet up and get ready for some awesome conversation. Welcome, Laurie. Thank you for joining us on the Raising Kellen podcast. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk about the walk today and everything we do. Awesome. Before we get started, Laurie, would you mind giving just a a brief visual description? I'll just go ahead. My name is Marsh Naidu. I am a female of Indian heritage with brown skin and short dark hair. And today I am wearing a white t-shirt. I'm Lori. I am... um a mom of five, but I have blonde hair. I'm wearing a green sweater today, ready for fall weather, definitely. All right. Thank you, Laurie. Well, listen, tell us a little bit about your background so that the listeners can can get to know Laurie a little bit. Um. Okay. I um, graduated with a degree in social work and counseling and um, began working there was the lawsuit against the state of Tennessee, a federal lawsuit against the state of Tennessee and the institutions that we had in Tennessee were closing, had to close. And so I began working as a support coordinator, um, doing transitioning out of the institutions. Um, I mainly um, did transitioning out of Arlington and out of Bolivar um, mental health. And so we would transition individuals out of the institution into community living, um, supported living. Basically, they would move into homes and apartments across Memphis and basically learning, helping them learn how to, what it's like to live independently, um, helping them with the services that they needed to kind of get put into place. Um, They would have staff there 24 hours uh, learning to you know, just independently live and what that looked like. That was pretty much how I got started ever since. I've just had a heart for individuals with disabilities and uh, families that just needed some extra help. They need some extra advocating. When, when did that transition happen in the state of Tennessee? How long ago was that, Laura? I started, that would have been in 97 when I started. Um but it had already been in place and individuals, I mean, I kind of came in towards the end of it. Um, so it, I can't give you the exact date, but it's been a long time. <laughs> and then they closed um, all the institutions shortly thereafter. Um, we pretty much got everyone transitioned into the community and then they closed. Can you tell us a little bit about the work that the Down Syndrome Association does, Lori? Yes. Um, So we are, um, our mission really is to empower 
to advocate, um, and to really help with getting individuals with Down syndrome included in the fabric of our society. I mean, just being a part of everyday life. Um, and so that's our overall mission. Um, some of the things that we do, uh, it's Monday morning here. So our self-advocates are coming in, uh, which our self-advocates is a class for individuals once they've graduated or left high school. So they can stay into high school. Um, of course, you can graduate at 18 and we have some that do. And then you can stay in high school until your 22nd birthday. So if you start school and you're 21, you can stay in there until you're 22. So at that point, we have some individuals that will take college classes. Um, we have young one young man that's taking college classes online at Southwest. Um, and then we have um, another lady that goes to Tiger Life at the University of Memphis. Um, and then some will begin looking for a job and different, and there's different programs throughout the community. And then if they come here for self-advocate class, we're basically working with them on learning to advocate for themselves. Um, again, with some independent skills, we do a cooking class, which is their absolute favorite. So usually on the mornings, it's from 9 to 12 on Monday mornings. Um, from about 9 to about 10.30, we usually do, whether it's working on job skills, looking at resumes, how do you apply for a job, and just even... Um, introducing different jobs and what that looks like so they can begin seeing what do they want to do, where would they want to work, what do they want to do in the community, how do they want to be a part of that fabric of our community. Um, and then the cooking part, they get to, they generally will pick out what they want to eat. Um, we'll do the shopping just so that time isn't wasted, but they will come in, read the recipe and get to cooking. And it's always fun. They love it. We eat lunch together. Um, and then part of that is cleaning up. So uh, we clean up, get everything back in order, and then they'll go home. On Wednesdays, we have our Reading for Life class, which is an adult reading class, uh, just to continue with skills, um, continue reading, just helping them for, especially if they do want to go to work at just looking at job skills and things they would have to read on site. Um, so that's um, another program we have on Thursdays. We have our tutoring program for school age kids. So right now we have tutoring from 12 till about six or seven at night. I'm not sure how long she goes. Um, and it's a one-on-one -on -one tutoring. Every once in a while, we'll do a one to two um, if they're a little bit older, but just helping them with their IEP goals, different things like that, that they have going on and that they're working on. Um, we are looking to expand that. Um, we have another lady that's probably going to start on Thursday afternoons as well. And then hopefully on Saturdays here soon, um, because we just have several families that need more tutoring. All of those things that I've just talked about and many other things are completely free. Um, for the individual with Down syndrome. And so that's why we do the fundraising, like the step up walk and other things like that. We also, I, I go to IEP meetings with families just so they're not sitting at the table by themselves or to help advocate for whatever it is the family wants or, or needs or whatever's going on um, in the school system. We also do a reading camp in the summertime for ages five to 10. It's a three week camp where we have um, Memphis Speech and Hearing. And then this past year, UTOT students came. 
And so they get speech, um, OT, and then we do reading, arts and crafts. It's just really a fun morning and a, a learning field um, three-week camp we do with the kids in the summertime. We do lots of social events throughout the year. Um, we'll have our Christmas party coming up in December. Um, we also will do a mom's night. We do next year, we're going to have a zoo day. We'll do Redbirds game. We'll do a hustle game, just different things like that. A lot of time those um, events are free for the individual with Down syndrome and then families pay a small portion of what a ticket costs, um, generally not even the full price. We also do lots of trainings. Um, and so coming up for the rest of the year, we have a training, a potty training 201. So we had, um, we did a webinar earlier in the summer and it was the potty training 101. And now this is the 201, the second part. I love um, that party. That is, it's practical, valuable information, you know? Yeah, yeah. like the trainings go from, because we work with families from from the time they find out. Um, so it could be while they're pregnant or it could be after they're born um, all the way till death. So we're here and we're going to provide training and different things and activities for all ages. Um, and we really just want to be a network and support group for our families um, to come alongside them and just introduce them to other families to walk um, life together. A question that perhaps might be uh, on listeners' mind is, what is the service area that you guys would draw on? How does that work? Yeah, not really. So we are actually the Down Syndrome Association of Memphis in the Mid-South. So we, of course, cover all of Memphis and all of the surrounding counties um, within Memphis. We have some families that we've talked to even up close to Ripley. Um, there is a Down Syndrome Association in Jackson, Tennessee. I don't think they have an office. The last time I spoke to her, they didn't have an office. It was they are kind of more mobile. And then there's one in uh, Middle Tennessee. Then we also, since we're of the Mid South, we cover Mississippi. So over the border, we have lots of families in Olive Branch, South Haven, um, in that area. So, and we're trying to do more events over there. We had a Mississippi picnic this summer. Um, we also had our picnic in September over there. We'll do the hustle game. And then we have families over in Arkansas. We have quite a few families over the bridge in Arkansas. So we've started trying to do more things over that direction too, just so everything is not always in Memphis. A lot of our trainings will be here, but as far as social events and just gathering and networking together, um, those are things we can do with our families kind of in each area. So, no, um, you can join us from anywhere. I mean, preferably within the, the three areas, you know, I just talked about, but um, it'd be kind of hard to go to an IEP meeting far, far away. But, you know, we're I'm, any anyone in the surrounding area of the Mid-South, we certainly would love to work with and love to reach out to us. I think we had a little bit of an interesting conversation before we hit the record button, and that was that you guys are not necessarily a chapter of a mm -hmm. parent organization. Can you speak more to that so that listeners have an idea um, as to the association and, and how you guys are organized? So we we don't we're not affiliated. Um, each Down Syndrome Association, there are Down Syndrome Associations across the U.S. Um, and so even across the country, I should say. 
And so we are each, we're just our own nonprofit. Um, we became a nonprofit in 2001. It started as just a family support group. Um, parents of kids with Down syndrome that got together, saw the need for networking and um, just community support. And so that was how it started. In each area um, of the United States and just the individuals that I've spoken with um, that are kind of executive directors of other associations, um, it kind of started the same way. Just the, there is such a need for having that support group, that network within a community that associations have started as nonprofits. So we do fundraise everything that we do and fundraise goes directly back into our families. Um, and so we, and we want to provide what our families need. And so that's why I love getting to talk with our families, spending time with them and, and seeing what they need. What do they need help with? Um, that was how the potty training 202 came about was, or 201 was, you know, there's a need for that next step in potty training. Um, and then we just did a thing on Alzheimer's um, and behavior. And we're going to do some more of that for adults um, with Down syndrome, because there's just a need for that. So, um, and like I said, the training is something we do kind of all year long. And I just want to really provide what our families need, because that's our purpose. Um, our purpose is not just to put things out. I want to make sure that we're meeting the needs of our families. Well, can you tell us more about your upcoming fundraiser, Step Up for Down Syndrome Walk, happening on October the 29th? Yes, um, October 29th. So October is Down Syndrome Awareness Month. Um, so we, the month of October, we just, pretty much love to celebrate individuals with Down syndrome, talk about and just raise awareness. Um, we'll, we make posts uh, frequently about it on our social media, just so many things that are kind of myths or people believe about individuals with Down syndrome. And um, so we're going to wrap the month up with our step up walk. So it's our largest awareness event that we do within the community. Um, we'll have about 1,500 to 2,000 people at Burt Ferguson Park. Um, we're praying for good weather on October 29th, but it'll be from 12 to 4. Uh, families start getting there about 11. They set up tents. Um, we'll have a stage. We'll have um, about 12, 15. We'll do the national anthem. And then uh, it's just kind of on and off different things. We'll have some mayors that come and speak. Um, we'll have some different activities for kids, bounce houses, um, petting zoo, uh, children's like face paint and some just fun kids activities, some games, interactive stuff. Um, and of course, we're going to have some entertainers, um, Madonna singer or the celebration troupe is going to be there. Company D will be there dancing. Um, and then, um, Fred Astaire will also, we have an individual, John T, who is a fabulous dancer. Um, they're all great dancers. Company D, they're all fun to watch. So just some different entertainment that we'll have. And then we'll start probably about 2.15-ish, 2.30 um, will be our, it's just a short one mile kind of family fun walk. And it's always fun because along the walk, we do our yard signs and we call them our walk of fame signs. And each individual that sent in their picture and a little quote has is just kind of surrounding our walk. So it's just fun to walk and 
Um, I think if so often what you hear, and I'll hear this even in IEP meetings, so they'll go, well, the student with Down syndrome or that person with Down syndrome. And so often their name is eliminated. And I think just part of raising awareness is, you know, each individual has a name, calling them by name, seeing their potential, giving them all the same possibilities as you or I would get. Um, and that's what raising awareness is, is just giving them the opportunity to show their potential because there's so much potential, so many possibilities, and the world just needs to see that. So it's just raising awareness overall for that purpose. And of course, it is our largest fundraiser. So we can um, do all the activities and fun things and trainings um, and just meet the need for 2024. Laurie, thank you so much for joining us today and telling us more about the walk. And I hope you guys have an amazing, successful fundraiser. And um, are there any words that you would like to conclude with? Um, well, you know, I'm probably just would like to say, you know, I do not have a loved one. I do. Um, I've got five kids. Um None of them have Down syndrome. And I think so often I get asked, why do I do what I do? And, and my response a lot of times, I first want to say, why wouldn't I? And I think what we need to realize is advocating for someone that just needs advocating for, you don't have to have a loved one with Down syndrome. You don't have to have a loved one with special needs to advocate for someone else. I think we just need to see the need, step up as a community, step up together. And that's what this walk is all about, is stepping up, whether you have a loved one, joining with us so they can be a part of our community and feel a part of the community. Um, and that's what I want more than anything else. And, and that's what I enjoy doing each and every day. I have the best job of coming to work every day and working with our families and again, you do not have to have a loved one. There's just such a need. And, and I, I get the blessing of having so many families being a part of my life now. And so I would just really welcome and ask people to just, just come volunteer with us. We have so many volunteer opportunities, um, just times that we need at our trainings, you know, to have people help us with the kids and teenagers or whoever is there. Um, plus we have needs at the walk and um, all year we have different volunteer needs. So I would welcome people to volunteer or just come alongside us. I would like to thank Angie Childers for introducing us, uh, Laurie, and, and making this connection. Just for parents to perhaps have a way to contact you, what would be the best way to contact you do you, um, perhaps the address of your physical location. Okay. Yeah. So our phone number is 547-7588. Um, um, you can also go to our website. So we have two different websites. So I'm going to give you our Step Up Walk website first. It's D-S-A-M-S-U-D-S, and that's S-U-D-S dot com. That will tell you all about our Step Up Walk. Um, and then we, our association website is DSA Memphis, 
dot org. Um, and we usually will post all of our trainings and events, tells more about us, talks more about Down syndrome and what it is. Um, both places you can donate money. We love donations. We appreciate donations. And then we are located off of Germantown Parkway. Our address is 154 Timber Creek, Suite 5. Um, and we're generally here every day. Someone's generally here 10 to 2, um, but I always suggest just calling first to make sure that we're here in the office or someone's here and we're not out doing something. So, Laurie, thank you so much for your time. Yes, thank you. Thank you for the um, podcast and the opportunity to speak and just help raise awareness. Awesome. Well, you have a great day, Laurie. You too. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. And to recap, the 26th annual walk, that's the Step Up for Down Syndrome walk, will be happening on October the 29th and will culminate the month-long Down Syndrome Awareness Month. And as always, remember, get to the top of your mountain. This is Marsh Naidu signing off.